0: Overworked, a podcast. Bold storytelling. Balanced lives. Further futures. Welcome to the new podcast, Overworked, with me, Challen Mink, Masmi Bahari, Caitlin Danforth, and Jill Bernson. We are so excited to talk to you about all things women and feminism and work and life and balance and you name it. We're going to talk about it. But today, we wanted to get kicked off by talking to Moss about where this idea came from. So, Moss, welcome. Hi. (laughs) So excited to be here.
1: Um, Yeah, I, you know, well, it's no secret that we work together. And part of that is during COVID, you know, we're all going through so many different things. Um, And we're not face to face anymore. So a lot of the things are done by Zoom or by the phone. So I really wanted to start some type of community, create that connection or maintain that connection. I've also been doing a lot of reading, of course, Renee Brown and Elizabeth Lesser, some of my favorites. And just in, in listening to them, I realized that women don't get to tell their stories often. So I wanted to start something where we could bravely tell our stories. We learn from others. And then we start to define a new future for ourselves, something that is balanced, where we can live with purpose and intention. So that is what started this going. And I remember you talking to you about it and you were like, let's do it. We got Caitlin and Jill along for the ride. And it's really exciting for me to work with three other passionate women in bringing our voices forward. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how we can grow this and hopefully help other women and mentor Start something with a positive vibe. What are you most excited about, Shalin? What are you looking forward to doing on the podcast?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this really spurred for me. I think that both of us kind of talked about it after our intention setting webinar earlier this year, which we also kind of fell into by, by just thinking like 2020 was rough, right? For every individual, for women in the workforce, just in general, it was a rough year. And so it kind of got me thinking with all the stats that have come out around how the pandemic has impacted women, the progress that we were making is kind of at a stall right now, which is really sad. And so I just wanted to have this community have a very real, authentic conversation about what we're all going through and how we can push through and get back everything that we had earned before and make even more progress. So that's really what I'm most excited about.
1: I love that. I'm, I always love working with you. So this is exciting. And then of course, we can't do this by ourselves. So we have the amazing Caitlin and Jill to get out the word, help us. And the exciting thing about this too, is all of us bring different skill sets. So we're already creating a community and platform within ourselves that we hope to amplify to everyone else. So hi, Caitlin and Jill.
0: Our producers and directors, please tell us what to tell everyone. So um, just a quick intro, Moss, you alluded to it, but um, we work together at a consulting firm. I run marketing for our agency and we also do marketing for other people. Marketing is kind of my passion. I love doing it. And I love mentoring and helping other women in technology and in business. Consulting, technology consulting in particular, can be really tough on women, especially as they rise between different ranks. So that's going to be kind of the lens that I'll probably speak through, through a lot of this. Again, I'm going to be really transparent. So any questions, comments, concerns, I want to hear it firsthand from our audience. So I'm super excited about that.
1: Great. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Jalen. A little bit about me. I run a digital strategy practice for a digital marketing firm um, in Chicago. I have been in the industry for more years than I care to remember. (laughs) But I started with a computer science degree several years ago and was one of the very few women in my class. And I think I might have been the only woman who actually graduated Mm -hmm. with a Bachelor of Science in Computer Science that year and throughout you know my career i have worked with men constantly and i feel like i've had to work harder i've had to work smarter i've had to ask for things like i've had to ask for promotions and ask for these choice roles on projects and And, you know, that got me thinking like how, when when I was coming up in the business, there were very few women I could have as mentors. I mean, I'd be lucky if I got to work with a woman sometimes. So understanding how they navigate that and understanding sometimes the best way to approach something, that's kind of what, you know, gets me going. And I love mentorship. And that is part of what I hope Overworked gets to be. So really excited to do all of this. And I know I keep saying excited a lot, but I I just am.
0: (laughs) Feelings are fine. (laughs) So do um, Caitlin and Jill, you want to give a quick intro about yourselves as well? Um, I think both of, of you bring things that I could never do. I'm super excited to have your support on this. And I can't wait for you guys to share your points of view as well.
2: Yeah, I can hop in. Hi everybody, my name is Caitlin. I am a digital marketing specialist in Chicago. Prior to entering the workforce, I was an English major at uh, Eastern Illinois. I originally thought that my English degree was going to take me into teaching. That is not something that I ended up pursuing. The thing that landed me in the field of marketing was bringing together the storytelling that I thought was really important from my English and creative writing background. And a lot of the data-driven results that you get from marketing. So... It, it brings together some of these really rich brand narratives and also can prove the efficacy of those narratives with data, which I thought was a really interesting interpretation of what I really loved about English. So I've been in this position for just over two years. I've been in the workforce for about five. I'm very excited to be able to bring together some of my passions about elevating women in business and also getting to work with people that are just so passionate and so so eager to to dive into some of these tougher topics. I think sometimes we kind of skirt around the reality of certain things and and don't actually get to the the root of the conversation and I don't expect that to be a problem with with this group. So um, I am very excited. I know that that's kind of the the buzzword for the day, but yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to be a part of this group. And I'm Jill.
3: Um, I work at the same company as Moss, Chandler, and Caitlin. I'm a digital marketing associate and recent grad of Loyola University Chicago. In May of 2020, I've been in my current position since just after graduation. I'm lucky to work with three other women on this podcast. I am super passionate about helping other people. I also minored in sociology, which Kind of sparked that passion. I started to learn about like the different struggles people have that maybe I wasn't aware of at the time. And like Caitlin said, super excited to get started and to build this community and hear from all of you.
0: I love it. So the title is Overworked. And Moss, if you want to weigh in, feel free at any time. But when we came up with that, really, you came up with that, it hit the nail on the head for me so well. It was insane. I was like, you know what? That is what it is. It's this concept of women taking on more at the office, some of the mom roles, some of the things like making sure things get cleaned or making sure the dishwasher gets run or making sure whoever is out because of a family member passing away gets flowers or whatever it is. There are all of these sort of, you know, supplemental things that need to get done in work and life. Um, And when you said overworked, I was like, that's absolutely it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think part of it is I think women in general, are overachievers. And I have so many friends and family members who strive to be the best employee, the best daughter, the best mother, the best wife, the best friend, you know, do charity work on the side. And, and, you know, all of those things are extremely fulfilling, but sometimes people forget to bake in time for themselves as well. And so when we talk about our mission statement for Overworked, That's why we said it's so important to, of course, boldly tell our stories, but at the same time, we want to start living balanced lives. So, you know, I'm hoping that through the right tools, we stop being overworked and, you know, get to that brighter future. So I think there's just a lot in the media going on too. Right now, I know, you know, we were talking about this, about the new documentary on Britney Spears on Hulu, the fact that she still is under the conservatorship of her father. What do you think of that, Challen?
0: Yeah, and you know, this is not going to be a celebrity gossip podcast, but this hit on so many nerves that there's a reason it's gotten so much more prevalent in the media beyond just some documentary that we should watch i think what what really hit home for me was that not only has her story been brought to light and all of the issues that she had you know but then also other women who were also in just completely under the spotlight at the same time and how they were treated then you know i grew up around that time and i looked up to that whole like class of of celebrities and didn't really think twice about her going on a talk show and like her rehab being laughed at and, and now today you know after me too we've made progress but and it makes me so happy that we are having the conversation about how wrong that was but why didn't anybody raise their hand then and say this girl's 18 years old are we really laughing at her or did anybody think for one second that maybe she had postpartum depression like there are so many things that are wrong with how celebrities are treated. And it's great that this is coming to light, but I hope it's not a flash in the pan. No, I I don't think it is because we weren't having these discussions
1: back then. We weren't having the discussions of, oh, no, she hit a car with an umbrella. That is because of her mental health, right? Instead, it became sensationalized that here she was vandalizing a car. So, you know, I think it raises important questions about mental health. When is too much, too much, right? There's a breaking point for every human. And knowing your breaking points, I think, is really important. It's like knowing your limitations of what you can take on. So it kind of goes back into that. You know, into being overworked. Like she was just simply overworked. She was stalked by the paparazzi. And then on top of that, she's dealing with double standards. You know, when we talk about men versus women, I remember growing up, you heard a lot about her virginity, and now her and Justin Timberlake are dating. But it was okay for him to take her virginity, but not okay for her to not be a virgin. So I think those are still things we hear about in the news today.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely true. The parallel that, has come to light to me recently, not necessarily around like their sexual history, but just how celebrities are treated differently is the NFL, the number of NFL players who have hit their partner or who literally knocked them out cold in an elevator and missed five games, you know, like that's the punishment that they received. And this girl is on prosecution, like judge jury verdict by the publicity constantly still today like people talk about her Instagram and how I mean it is a little loony I'm going to be honest like there are some where I'm like oh she's just dancing by herself and then there are others where I'm like you're smashing (laughs) Play-Doh but hey (laughs) to each their own right that's your own your own social profile but to be able to see how differently somebody who's injuring someone else is treated compared to somebody who is just making irrational decisions it's just kind of crazy to me. Right and and there's also that thing of
1: I don't think she ever set out to be a role model. She set, set out to be an entertainer, right?
0: Let her be an entertainer. You know, not all women have to play all roles. That's so true. And then I think the, the financial piece to this is super interesting. I can't imagine a world where I'm a millionaire success based on my own skill and my own dedication and somebody else has control of my estate. Like. In no world would that be possible in my life and somehow this person who is on center stage constantly for the past 15 years is experiencing that right now and I don't know what kind of system changes there need to be or you know what needs to happen to bring this to the people who can make a change to it but that's a real concern.
1: I agree. I think there's a problem when there's a lot of other people financially benefiting from, from her predicament. That's where it stops being fair to me and I mean it, it it's imprisonment of a sort, right? So why are we allowing an extremely successful woman to be imprisoned, you know, by the legal system, by her father, you know, by all of the things society thinks of her? You know, I always loved Brittany growing up, but at this point, like I, I feel for her and I feel for other women who are who are not being heard and, and not being listened to um, following their predicament.
0: Well, and because of a contract, she's not even able to address it, right? Like this documentary has been out and she can't even put her own two cents in because she's under contract liability, which I mean, that applies to a lot of different things. Contracts in general, like people who've been harassed in the workforce, sometimes can't speak out about it because they're under contract or if they wanna be able to move on to the next role, they can't because they there's a confidentiality agreement. So, I mean, the whole premise of like a whistle, whistleblower being able to share their story and then being, you know, hushed by it, like this, it kind of applies here too, where like, we just need to get to the truth of what's the real source of pain here and how do we solve it?
1: I agree. Speaking of solving things, you know, when we talk about women in the workplace, because of COVID and the pandemic, it's there's been such an impact on women in the industry, women in any business. I just read a report by McKinsey that one in four women in senior level positions is dialing back their roles, given Everything that is happening with COVID, they're having to take on more responsibilities at home, cleaning the home, homeschooling their children, or in my case, I'm single, but I spend so many hours on Zoom in different meetings. And the impact of this, I think it's it's not even just about women in senior leadership roles. It's women everywhere having to deal with this. So yeah, I'm interested to to hear about your thoughts on it
0: yeah i mean this cuts across so many different verticals here and this that report is talking about women thinking about taking a step back not to mention all the women who already have the concept of somebody being able to work full-time and parent full-time or manage somebody else in the family who has a health issue full-time is just unrealistic and just in general the burden tends to fall on women because they do tend to be the caretaker in the home and so <laughs> i'm It's disturbing to me to know that the number of women in the workforce today is at the same level as 33 years ago. Coming back from that is going to be hard. It's going to take not just women pulling themselves up by the bootstraps like everyone thinks we should, but it's going to also take, you know, society and business and government weighing in to say, how do we get these women back into the workforce and not in roles less than they were in before? I think that's the number one thing is if they want to come back into the workforce, how do we retrain them so that? they can either enter at the same level or higher yeah I mean I can't even tell you the number of statistics that talk about the impact of women and diversity on revenue like you want a diverse workforce in your leadership group in order to be successful so not only will women be hindered by this but I think organizations will too if they don't make an honest concerted effort to um, open the door for those women
1: I agree. And I think there's programs that need to be put in place. And, um, you know, if a woman does take two to three years off to take care of her children and now wants to get back into the workplace, how do we help her? How do we show her the new skill sets she might need that might have progressed in the two to three years? I know there's groups out there like the Mom Project who help women uh, get back into the workplace slowly or let women get back in part-time But I'd love to see more of that happening, especially, you know, in the situation we're in.
0: Uh, Organizations like the Mom Project, um, like Path Forward, they cite the fact that, you know, of the women who take return ships, which essentially is, you know, a short part-time stint where they can learn skills and be retrained for the workforce. 80% of them end up graduating to being full-time employees. So it benefits the employer and the employee and society. I mean, women are the ones who are spending for their household. They're 50% of the population. Like this is not just something that a nice to have. It's a need to have.
1: I agree. And I think part of one of the reasons we started this podcast is the fact that we want to tell our stories. If they're not women in the workforce, you're telling a very one-sided story. So when you think about diversity, and I, I know, you know, we work in marketing and branding, but you have to talk to the women because they do make 50% of the population, like you said, but they also have different perspectives on branding. Um, I remember, you know, in the 80s, there were a lot of very sexualized commercials, you know, Paris Hilton with Carl's Burgers, you know, and things like that.
0: Um, when most women
1: I know don't eat burgers like that.
0: So. <laughs> you mean sexy, sexily by a hot rod? <laughs>
1: If I'm eating a burger, I just don't feel good and I definitely don't feel sexy. (laughs) So that to say that, you know, we have a viewpoint, we have a story to tell and the way we see the world is different. So, you know, in marketing, they call it targeting and, and segmenting to your different audiences. But in the same way here, it's so important to know your audience and cater to them in, in the different ways. And, you know, getting back to the workplace, it's the same thing. How do you recruit women? How do you tell them that, yes, we have childcare to help you? Maybe there's a daycare on, on the premise and now with a lot of people probably working from home for the next foreseeable future, again, what you know, what can we do to help them? You know, are are there childcare centers that are safe that they can drop their children at? So I think it's it's just starting new programs that we didn't have before and and starting to again listen to the women's side of the story.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it's, and honestly, this is not just a woman's story. It's, it's a society story. You know, there's a mom and a dad in most families, um, or a dad and a dad or a mom and a mom. They're two partners who the burden should fall on. And it just tends to fall more on the woman. But I know a lot of dads who, you know, have picked up the slack and who are doing the cooking or they're picking up the groceries or whatever it is. So these childcare programs are for the family in general, not just one person or another. And if we can, shift our point of view a little bit to just take that into account, I think everyone will benefit from it.
1: Totally agree. (laughs) Since we're talking about it, Caitlin, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the inspirational pieces we've seen?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So this section is just bite-sized, almost like brain breaks for inspiration throughout either your workday or when you need a minute to step away and, and recenter and refocus. So for this first section, the first article I wanted to share with everybody was from the Chicago Tribune. It's related to the Britney Spears documentary that we were talking about earlier, and it dives into how social media gives us this false sense of accountability from celebrities, right? So so we we see everybody sees this documentary and we log onto Instagram and we start berating Justin Timberlake for his actions and that's the easiest way from home to do something that feels impactful, right? And it gives us this false sense of I'm doing something to support her and it also has a sense of immediacy it gives us a, a real moment in time for him to respond uh, directly to the people that are calling him out. So it feels good, it feels like you're demanding an apology and you're getting that apology and it's justice for Brittany, but it's really giving us this false sense of accountability because one Instagram post doesn't make up for all of these things that happened in the the 10 years or whatever since that incident. Right. So it's um, I'll link it in the show notes. It's a super interesting take on why social media is a really powerful driver for change, but it's not, it is not the most powerful tool in the toolbox and it's certainly not the only one that we need to deploy in these situations. Right. So, so if you have five minutes, it's a very short article, we'll go ahead and link it for you. The second inspiration piece is something that I actually, did in my life a couple of weeks ago at this point that I really enjoyed. It was a really simple way to connect with your community. And that's kind of what we're all about here is building connections between women in the workplace or women at home to tell your stories. So I set up a coffee date with a friend of mine that I had not seen in a couple of weeks. We scheduled a FaceTime call. It was, I think it was 15 minutes total. And half an hour before that started, I Venmoed her $5 and just said, hey, this coffee's on me. Go get whatever you want. Get your Favorite treat, and then call me, and we're just going to catch up for no time right before the workday starts. And it was such an easy way to still feel like you're you're taking somebody out for a drink, you're taking somebody out for a coffee, and I it really was a a great opportunity just to be able to say hi and make sure someone knows that you're still thinking of them while we're all separated across continents, across time zones, across states. So would 100% recommend really easy way to do something kind.
1: I love that caitlin um those are great tips and um yeah i don't drink coffee but if anyone wants to send me wine i'm all about that
0: (laughs) i do love that that's a great way to connect oh definitely we'll have to do one of these ever wines
1: yeah um but jill do you want to tell everyone uh what is the next episode and how to reach us Yes.
3: So to our viewers at home, please join us for our next episode in honor of International Women's Day. If you don't already know, the 2021 theme is Choose to Challenge. So we'll discuss what we choose to challenge in our own lives. And would love to hear what each of you are choosing to challenge this year, especially during March for International Women's Day. So if you'd like to share, you can follow and tag us on Instagram or Facebook at weareoverworked or do at w overworked on Twitter, because we are overworked was already taken. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to get notified when we release our latest episodes. And then we are also going to have a website up and running, hopefully by the time this is live. So you can get more content there and connect with us through that channel as well.
0: Thanks for joining today and tune in for the next episode of Overworked, a podcast where we discuss timely topics and challenges facing women today and solutions to solve them tomorrow. We look forward to hearing your perspective and your questions, suggestions, comments, concerns. Please reach out to us, hashtag weareoverworked or at weareoverworked. We want to hear everything that you have to say and tune in next week to hear more bold stories and ways to have balanced lives and brighter futures.